Welcome to the Nostalgia Test Podcast, the show where two longtime friends put their mainstream pop culture past to the ultimate test, the Nostalgia Test. All right, welcome everyone to another episode of the Nostalgia Test Podcast. I'm Dan Dissinger here in LA, and I'm here with my longtime friend and co-host, Manny Coelho, there in New York, Manny. Manny, how are you today? <laughs> What's up, man? Wide awake, wide awake. So oh. excited to today's test. And today is a guest episode. Boom! Oh, Yeah, we're here with our guest, Rob McCaffrey from the Sanity's Overrated Podcast. Rob, how are you doing? Thank you for coming. This is What's really up, exciting. guys? So glad to be here. I've listened to a lot of your episodes. And I'm really- <laughs> I'm really excited to be part of all this now, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a good show. We're psyched to have you. This is going to be good. Guys, if this is your first time at the Nostalgia Test Podcast, this is where we put our pop culture past to the test. Dan and I decide whether or not something stays nostalgic or it passes the nostalgia test, which means that it is still enjoyable today. Make sure to subscribe for new episodes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Nostalgia Test. And on Twitter, at Nostalgia Tests. Come to the website, sign up for the email, suggest a test, and the website address is thenostalgiatest.com, or go old school and email us at thenostalgiatest at gmail.com. Yeah, we, out um, the reason why we're even doing this episode is because, uh, so Rob, uh, both Rob and I uh, are both addicted to a, a drug that's sold in Farmingdale, and it's called Flux Coffee. Flux Coffee. Drink Flux. And uh, we both plug it on our on our podcasts. Yeah, not uh, so. a sponsor, not a sponsor, by the way, a reluctant oh, sponsor, I think. We, we say it's a sponsor, right? Yeah. Um, flux coffee, <laughs> get fluxed up, drink flux. Uh, so, anyways, uh, he was having coffee with uh, the owner, Arsalan. I don't know. Me and him went on a tangent, a nostalgia test tangent, as <laughs> always, and uh, he brought up Airborne, and that's what we're reviewing today, guys. Holy nostalgia. Airborne, the movie, yeah. 1993, rom-com, right? It's a rom-com. Is, is that it not? what it, it – It's a is rom-com. It a rom-com or is it a sports movie or is it like a coming-of-age film? I don't know which one it is. I think it's a lot of things. I think it's, it's a lot of things that. and it's not a it's lot a- of things. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things and it's nothing all at the same time. It's a sports movie, a surfing movie. For two seconds. <laughs> for it's a whole bunch of different sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a mashup. It's one sports movie. They couldn't figure it out. Was it surfing? Is it inline skating? Is it roller hockey? Or is it ice hockey? Mm-hmm. So or it's Mighty movie? Ducks. Right. It's something that wasn't wait. Mighty Ducks. Uh-huh. Meets like Point Break. Meets like Dogtown yeah. Z-Boys. Meets like... Uh, the, the- oh, The Outsiders. Yeah, the outsiders yeah. and, uh, outsiders feel yeah, to it there was a lot of i felt like for some reason at one point and this is a little going a little forward i was like am i watching the jets and the sharks go against each other <laughs> like there was a part when they like in the restaurant and i'm like this happens in a town like what is happening here yeah so and, like, and that is not that was like the restaurant to go to i mean preps. we'll get to that that was like the preps uh, they challenge us like, yeah, who cares if the fucking the, preps challenge yeah, us? Get the was, fuck out of here. It was the so it was like the greasers and the socias. Like it was very yeah. much like like the outsiders light, I thought. 
but it goes back to like Mighty Ducks, like the part where you know that they were part of the like the outskirts of town, and uh, you know everyone wanted Preppy wanted to be part of the what was it, the Hawks in the Something Ducks? Something like that, yeah. It was the Hawks. They gerrymandered yeah. the uh, the town, so we had. To be- <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a lot of political underlines <laughs> to the Mighty Ducks. It's just like- learn when you want to learn about gerrymandering, but if you don't want to be about politics, watch the Mighty Ducks, kids. That's what you should Absolutely. Watch. Oh my God! But like, all you right, said, so- we're doing the 1993 everything uh, movie uh, Airborne, and it was. I mean, just a little bit about the plot and i love saying the word plot when it comes to this but according to wikipedia before we even go to imdb like because wikipedia descriptions are hilarious airborne is a 1993 american comedy drama film so they they categorize a comedy drama about inline skating uh directed by rob bowman starring shane mcdermott seth green Brittany powell chris conrad jacob fargus and jack black Basically, the plot is Mitch, Mitchell Goosen McDermott is a teenager from California who loves yes. to surf and rollerblade. His zoologist parents are given the opportunity for grant work in Australia for six months. It's totally. Eager to accompany his parents to surf friendly shores of South Pacific. He is just made to find out that he will not be joining them and instead will be living with his aunt and uncle, the uh, neighbor from the Hogan family. Um, in Cincinnati, Ohio. And yes. basically all other shit goes on after that. So, I mean, we can get into all the other details, but that's like the bare bones plot of this 90s coming of age inline skating movie. <laughs> all right. I don't so even know where to start with it, this fucking thing. Start, before we start dissecting, I'm going to ask you this, like, Rob. Yeah. Let's not talk about how you feel now, but you remember this movie. Yes. I mean. Like a lot? Like a lot. I feel like I watched this many times. It was always one of those like filler movies on HBO. It's like, it was like maybe on a Saturday at 12, it was either this or Teen Witch. One of those two movies. Yes. Top that. Top that. that. (laughs) If you want to get with me, I'll give you one shot. Top that. Top that. Top that. Top that. that. (laughs) Another Hasselhoff hit. So it was either one of those movies and it was just, it, it's very accessible, you know, because it was, it was a new kid in town and he was being, you know, bullied by the other kids. And, you know, he was, he was his own, and, you know, it's funny. He was his own guy. He was his own person, you know? And uh, I never realized that at the time. Yeah. Dan hates him. <laughs> I, this Dan, kid is like, uh... started hating him. Dan, do you remember this movie? So this is a type of movie that like, because I didn't have cable, I would have to catch on like WPIX when I was a kid on channel 11, when they have like 12 o'clock on the Saturday. So if I was around on those moments, I could get movies like this. So I've seen this movie, not in all in one sitting. I've seen from like the hockey game on or the beginning, or I've seen that, that race down devil's backbone, or I'm like, so like I've, this is the first time I've seen it in one sitting. And I'd have to say mm. it's probably for me a better experience just in pieces. <laughs> oh wow! Right off the bat, I just because okay. I have to put it out there because it could have been a good half hour like sitcom. First of all, before like really dive in, I mean, this movie was geared towards teenagers. Obviously, this yeah. is kind of like you know back like go back to our episode during uh, what was it uh, Iron Eagle? It was like. Oh. Top Gun, but for teenagers, this is like, this to me was Point Break, but for teenagers, like and for with kids. Zero. It surfing. was a 
And when it had rom rom com in it, there was they didn't call it a, a, a romantic comedy, but like there's 20, 30 minutes of him wanting to get with this girl, or maybe it was them, um, maybe 10 minutes, but like towards the end of the movie, it was really just him like proving his love to this girl. The beginning of the movie had nothing to do with the end of the movie of them just picking on him and all that stuff. But like, no. you know, they they went through different things really quickly. This could have been when you were saying a half hour uh, show, I think it could have been like a mini series of like the different plots that were going on. Like, let's get into the beginning scene. First what? of all, yes, two no, grown men. Grown, not grown men. I was about to say, grown men. We're back then, in- back then in the nineteen nineties, in the nineteen nineties, teenagers were played by, by like what seemed to be like thirty year olds in that high school class. Okay. I don't even want to talk about that yet. I'm gonna have like yeah, high, that guy Jack years. look like that guy Jack looks like he's thirty or forty every movie he's in. Oh. He was in the next Karate Kid. He looked like a person that shouldn't have been in the, in high school. He looks like the guy who still hangs out with high school kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, in, like, until the town doesn't didn't go away to college. Uh, you know, big on <laughs> campus. Maybe goes maybe goes to the local community college, but um, works at the deli. You know what I mean? Making yeah. uh, making a in the morning. You know, but still wow. hangs out. Like shows up at the shows up at the bleachers. Yeah, you it know, smells weed. It sells weed. <laughs> <laughs> because I I saw that classroom and I'm like, this looks like a, one of those classes that like, you know, Little House on the Prairie, which is like grade one through 12, all in one house, all in one space. Because I'm like, Mitch and all them are in this class. And it's like, Jack looks like he's 25. And then you have these other people that look like they're like 15. And I'm just like, yeah. dude, dude, we, I can't wait to dissect that scene. Because yeah, as a it. teacher, that person failed as a teacher. In that scene, but okay. Okay. Beginning scene. Credit. Credits are chiming in. Yeah. Awesome wave shots. Yeah. Two men stretching, and putting on rollerblade gear. Stretching. Who stretches? I, I don't stretch before I go. When I used to go rollerblading, I didn't stretch. No. Mm-hmm. No. And, and now you know why you should have. I've seen. You I don't. Down, bro. You see how they start? They like start the race as if they were doing the backbone like mm-hmm. the first scene is them too going like ready set and then like they joke around and they start racing like yeah. this guy loves to race little grab ass in the beginning a little like Meh. yeah yeah they're like oh. i'm gonna get you pal yeah i just and then they under, yeah. you know go ahead no, go ahead Dan. i just go ahead. like i just want to know that like they're rollerblading to the beach then they're surfing yeah but where are their surfboards? Right. Dan. No. Dan. I don't care. Because Sometimes you have to suspend your disbelief. Maybe they oh, left yeah. it in a bungalow. Maybe they got a buddy's house who they like, yo, brah, can I like leave my <laughs> can I can I leave my board like, you know, underneath your uh you know, underneath your house, you know, the pylon. He's a cool dude, you know, he lives there, lives in the house on the beach. <laughs> can I just leave the can I leave our yeah, brah, don't worry about it. He's eating Pop Tarts. Yeah, you're right, Dan, because he does come back home with it. Yeah. Barefoot. Yeah. Barefoot. Barefoot. He walked. Also, the guy loves to rollerblade barefoot. Yes. He's rollerblading in Cincinnati barefoot. Because you see when he goes to the Arboretum, the the whatever. The the, the Arboretum. He's walking around barefoot. And I was like, wait a minute. He was just rollerblading in Cincinnati and there was snow out. And he's walking around barefoot. Does he not have socks? 
I think <laughs> I think with the place you're looking for the botanical gardens. Yeah. Botanical gardens. You know, he is a very he has a very Tom Sawyer vibe going here. You know, carefree. You know, Huckleberry Fear, Tom Sawyer, no shoes. No um, shoes. Yeah. While rollerblading. God. I mean, it, goes whole, it goes with the whole thing, you know, his, his feet are probably very, very, you know, tempered and chapped. You know, he could probably walk across coals if he Dude, Gandhi. Do you know how smelly <laughs> Gandhi, he'd probably have a saying for it too. This guy was, bro we were saying before, this guy was what Brody, Bodie from, Bodie from Point Break grows up to. This is his, this is his teenage life. Yeah, this is him. He had, like, he had a saying for everything. Oh, yeah, it was either who was it, Rob? It was Buddha, Gandhi, anyone else can come to mind that he oh, loved to want to have lunch with, like, no, he wanted to talk about Buddha, talk about Gandhi. Oh, and Popeye and Popeye because <laughs> he is what he is. Yeah, I am who I am. I am what I am. So, all right, we haven't even gotten past the scene that, and that's a nostalgia test tangent. So he comes home, his mom and dad are awkwardly not wanting to tell him like, oh yeah, we got a grant to go to Australia, but you're not coming. Right. And instead of just like, they're rich enough to get like a house sitter. They send him to Cincinnati. Like he can't go to Australia, but he has to go to school in Cincinnati. Can he just go to school in Australia? Well, I don't, think, I don't think they trust him because, you know, I think he's a nice kid now. But as you find out later on, like he was a tough he was a tough kid. He got into a lot of fights, you know, until he found until he found his Zen, you know, Buddha master and Gandhi before he, you know, saw the movie, which he probably saw the movie. I don't think he read the book, but he saw the movie. <laughs> um, but, but this is true. I forgot he did get into a fight and he beat up that kid. Right for yeah, taking his wave. He scagged his head with the with the fins on the board. Yeah, yeah. I don't believe. But then that he becomes, you know, <laughs> Brody anyway. <laughs> I would, I would, I would venture to believe that, like, I believe they don't talk about it, but maybe it was cut out of the film that, like, you know, they can't leave him home alone because he's probably on probation um, because of what he did to that kid. You know, maybe he like learned his lesson, but he's still like under some sort of probation, and his parents don't trust him yet. You know. I would say that would be what I would say to it. That's my take on it. That's what we're going to go with? I'm going to go guy. with. I'm going to go with he was on house arrest for a little while. I had to wear one of those, uh, one of those ankle bracelets for a little bit. And then, uh, you know, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Like he learned from the best. He was like the Beatles in the 60s, you know, hanging out with Ravi Shankar. What I'm trying to say is, he learned his lesson, but his parents, they don't quite trust him yet. He could always go back to that kid. They got to send him to Cincinnati where he meets his lovely cousin and Mrs. Poole. First of all, the airport scene. Right. I thought the same thing. I knew we were going to talk about this. As soon as I saw it, I was like, what's going on here? He doesn't own a map. He doesn't own a map. He doesn't know Ohio is landlocked. Like, why are you bringing your surfboard? Out of all the things... He brings his surfboard. What an idiot. How do you not bring more than... Yeah, he brings his surfboard. I don't like the way they're treating this surfboard. Why is this surfboard not wrapped? Why is this thing not in a bag? They're just tossing this thing. And they give it to him outside the airplane. Does this not have an airport like 
gate? Like, why is he outside in the snow? With this I don't thing? know. I, I think it's a small airport. I think the Cincinnati, Kentucky airport is kind of small, okay. which I believe is where they, if I'm looking at a map right now, <laughs> I can see that it's right on the outskirts. I would say that would be the place that they dropped him off. Um, Got it. So large, large packages get handed to you outside in the snow. Right. Most people probably looked at it and were like, what the fuck is this thing? Now, introduce their par- the parents. I love the father, by the way. Father's phenomenal in this movie. Is his name Brandon. Father? Amazing joke. Dude, they call each other father and mother. That is creepy. I didn't Did like really? that at all. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like that. I. I didn't like that. That freaked me out a little bit. Yeah. I that hated it. me out. And, she and then did you he go? He's out. like, he's like, she's like, I want to get frisky. And he's like, should we pull out the twister? <laughs> Dude, that dad is in other things too, and he's freaking hilarious. Hilarious. Oh, no, yeah. they were the they were hilarious. Every scene that they were in, mm-hmm. what if you caught the little things that they were saying? I was just like, they're allowed to say this in a kids movie. Like I think that- you're both improv people. Like, I'm pretty sure that um that uh, what Edie? Uh, what's that actress's name? Miss Poole. We're just gonna call her Mrs. Poole from the Hogan family. Yeah, she was a groundling. Uh huh. She was a groundling. I know that for a fact because she was in Pee Wee Herman's show. One on HBO. It was like his. It was like a. It was like a an hour comedy special, but it was kind of like a like a adult version of the Pee Wee Herman show. And mm. she was one of the groundlings. She was with all those people in that time, and with Paul Rubens and uh, and Phil Hartman and that whole crew. Mm-hmm. So wow. Yeah. It, yeah. I thought their scenes were awesome. And then Zamboni, he wasn't actually a Zamboni driver. And he's like, I'll show you my Zamboni of the year award or something. Just like random stuff. You're like, what is he saying? None of it mattered. It didn't it's matter. Hilarious. But I did believe they were married. Like, I believe they have a nice little relationship. You know, they're, they're married viewers. They're still, you know, gaga for each other. And I bought it. I bought them. Oh, I bought them. I like them. Yeah. She was the only one with an accent, but like no one else had that accent. Like he, the the dad was just speaking normally. Seth Green was just speaking whatever. Goosen was just whatever his accent is, and then she was just like crazy. Like I, I, it was like overpoweringly amazing. But they were the only believable characters to me in the entire film. They were the only ones. Everyone else was just ridiculous. Us, like she was. Oh, it's terrible. All the other one, all the other ones were like just could have been anywhere. Didn't have to be in Cincinnati. The only thing that oh. really kept talking about Cincinnati is like their love for hockey and right. cold, which, which doesn't last that long. No, it doesn't. It looked like it should last forever. It looked like when he got off the plane, it was like that scene in Rocky Four when he gets off the plane and he's in <laughs> Russia. And I'm like looking at it. I'm like, whoa! Like it is really snowing. Fifteen minutes later, no snow. That's not. And he's just well, rollerblading around. I uh, just to be technical, I think it it had to do with the passage of time because there were a lot of montages between totally that good. moment and like you know when they when when he was he started ro- rollerblading. You know, like he'd been through the ringer. They were messing with him. They were putting water on the toilet paper. Like, is that a thing? Do they? I, I don't know. I've never been in a school where they where they put the toilet paper on on chains. Oh, above. never. S- I've never seen that before. Rob, never seen that before. First of all, this school was like a prison. 
when he pulled up to it, it looked like a prison. Then the shower, right. when he's leaning against the wall in the shower, who does that? That was don't lean on the wall. And first then, of all, who's taking a shower mid midday? Unless you're an athlete. It's like what why just, are you taking a shower in midday? He's not an athlete. He didn't no. play hockey all the time. At that point, he was just like a student going to school. So you tell me he took a shower after lunch? Who took yeah. a shower after lunch? And who's putting toilet paper on chains? That's prison shit. That looked like a yeah. prison. That looked like, and then that whole scene, he like leaves the bathroom and he's walking out. And I'm like, so did he just not wipe his ass? And he's just like, it was like, fuck it, the toilet paper's wet. It's like, dude, they actually did a favor for you because like that's gonna clean your ass. When yeah, just use like, wet to- toilet paper. So I'm down walking with wet around, toilet paper. He's just walking around like an animal, like having wiped his ass, and he's like sitting on it. It's gross. Goosen's gross. Like he leans against. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure. Hopefully, somebody found some some um some paper, some loose leaf notebook paper. He had out of his magazine. blue binder. No, he had a magazine in his stall. Who brings a magazine? And he couldn't even wipe his ass with the magazine. He's not a smart Who fellow. Bring you know, a ugh. magazine. He's a spiritual guy, not very bright. No, no, you're using a school. Dude, first of all, in and out of that bathroom, you're not chilling with a magazine in the stall. <laughs> first of all. I need to remind everybody, if you're listening and you have yet to subscribe, please subscribe to the podcast, like, share, uh, follow us on Instagram and on Facebook, Twitter, uh, comment, let us know uh, what you would like us to test and uh, let us know if you agree with all the other tests. We jumped, we jumped ahead of that part that that happened right after he messed up in the hockey game, right? The whole montage of like the, them pulling the pranks. We didn't even hear it talk about the class. Right, be, right before that, we should yeah. go. I mean, I, 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 agree. I agree. We should go back to the. Uh, can we? Can we go through like the, the characters in this movie? Absolutely. Like, like yeah. just like, the fucking murderers row of actors in this flick. So you could bring that up in the classroom, right? Because basically, yeah. they introduce every single person minus Nikki, because mm-hmm. Nikki's right. younger, right? She's, I, I guess. Is she supposed to be younger? I don't know. I would say freshmen. I would say they're juniors. Jack is a senior, but he got left back into this class, and she might be a sophomore. Or think Jack got left back because he said that this is my last year, and I'm not losing to the preps. They might be fraternal twins. Oh! Did I just blow your mind? Because if she was, if they're seniors and he was a sophomore, it's a little rough. Maybe they were all seniors. Maybe they were all seniors. He's just one of those kids who just, you know, like he has to shave every day, the brother. Jack. Jack. But but, but Jack Jack ruled the town. All right. So town. We introduce we go into this class, which is the intro class for parents. Is it homeroom? speech? I don't know. I would it's say a speech class. Teacher's terrible. Teacher lets the kids run the, 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 the room. Yeah. They, they're making fun of Mitch in one of them. And he says nothing. Says nothing. He lets them figure out their own problems in school. Sure. Sure. He's woke. Got it. <laughs> He's <laughs> woke in 1983. Amen. In Cincinnati. That's in Cincinnati. a big deal. Yep. So this is when we get to see all the characters. Meanwhile, there's all these weird like cuts and like daydreaming things that are going on. This is right, which reminds me, which reminds me of like 80s movies, 
Well, that was from the, the hot the hot girlfriend. Yes. Yes. But there was more than that. There was a part when Jack uh, tackles him down and throws him through the freaking window. That, that was, was hilarious. right off the bat. That was hilarious. That is, one of, that is one of my favorite, like, what do they call that? I don't know what they call it, like, fake outs in, uh, in movies. When you see something, like, awful happen, like somebody gets hit by a car and then they go right back and they, they're, they're, like, yeah. Okay, I love that shit. No, that was cool because that was like right off the bat. You see, like, oh shit, Jack's Jack's crazy. He's a violent person. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he loves yeah. to tackle. Like he would murder him. He was wanting to murder him immediately for no reason, right? Except that he was wearing a baja. <laughs> wearing a baja. He was wearing a hoodie, then a hoodie Bro. over a hoodie, and then a vest over the hoodie, and then a ja- this kid must have he was gonna pass out. Like the, well, he was layered. I think he was layering. I don't think he had like a. It was. I think they the, the costume department did something smart because he didn't have a parka to live in Cincinnati. However, he he knew how to layer, and I think yeah. that that's his. Yeah, that's what saved him. Well, he's uh, used to like cold beaches at night. Yeah, right. So like, I never. Wore but a double he hoodie. definitely. They definitely like had the best wardrobe for him. Like he only looked like he was from LA every time. Like he had a Baja in one ep- in one oh, scene when he's like, when he's thinking of Nikki, he had a Baja. I was totally yes. jealous. Yeah. I used to have one of those. I used to have Finally. one of those. Yeah, I don't think he he wore flannel at all. Everybody else wore flannel and barn jackets. Yeah, you know? he did. <laughs> Everyone else looked like they're about to go to work on the docks. Like, <laughs> they're gonna go but to there the, is no docks. They're going to the mill. There are no docks. They'd probably yeah, they'll go to the mill. Or like work on brakes. I got to go to the steel mill. That's like where Tommy Boy went and sold like a whole shit ton of of brakes. Sure. (laughs) Next door. Tommy Boy was like, Tommy just sold a million dollars of brakes. He runs in. Jack Black freaks out. Oh man. (laughs) Fucking Jack Black in this movie. Okay, Rob. Sorry. And that's a nostalgia test tangent. We haven't even gotten up to it. All right, Murderous Row. Of 1993s, I wouldn't even say these are all popular. I would popular say they're hopefuls. I think no, that they're acting. <laughs> I think Rob was right. Like not, this we're... didn't make or break the, any of these characters, but they all probably had a decent careers. It definitely. Some broke of them. The there are some people. I know for a fact a lot of these people were. They were students, or at uh, I don't know if they were students at, at CCM Cincinnati Conservatory of Music. There were some musical theater people in this movie. So was this an independent film? No, well, I, I think they might have like hired like you know local local kids or local um, I don't know college conservatory uh, kids because CCM is a big musical theater school, and I know for a fact that Jack's girlfriend in that first scene, who you never see again, doesn't even congratulate him at the end at all. They maybe broke You're up. Right. I don't know. Is an she's actress. Not there. Her name's Jessica Bovers. And she's a Broadway actress, and she's also my friend's. She's my friend's acting teacher. Like, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she. Uh, that was. I was, I was like, why? Hey, the I- last time you see her is at the hockey game. Yeah, she vanishes, and then she's gone. Yeah, Jack gone killed her redheaded friend. Jack killed them both, and well, that's they, another movie. Well, they died in the steel mill <laughs> during one of their like long eighteen-hour shifts. But like the, the first of all, the budget of this film was. Just to talk about that, because we talk about is it an independent film, which I don't think it was, but two point six million, uh, two point nine, no, two point six million, and domestic it made two point nine, so not that great. <laughs> not well, even and then, 
Yeah, just a little bit more. It's enough to be like airborne two. But I want to know where the two point six went because there were like zero extras in most of the town. That it was really that pier scene, which we'll get to. No one, no one on the pier. It was just really weird where two point six went. Maybe to like all the rollerblades and uh, a lot of the hockey scenes, basically. It was all the stunt people or something. I think it would have gone to Stuart Copeland's uh, salary. You know, the oh, guy who wrote the music was the drummer. Yeah, was the drummer for the police. So I'm sure he he came with a hefty paycheck. Yeah, you know, he had he, that that police clout. You know. Yeah, but he definitely nah. put like fifty, like not even fifty percent of any effort into this to the music of this fucking movie. Like I was just like, what the nah, end? I, I mean, when we get to the end, like it was like a twenty minute race almost. It was just like it was like muted. There was like one sound happening the entire time. And it was just like, oh my well, they god! Always, they always had to add that little like um, soundtrack of like what rollerblades sounds like when they <laughs> jump in the air, like that. that my rollerblades did not sound like uh, that. was that guitar, electric guitar, like like Yeah, and there was a lot of weird sound effects, like yeah, when Jack I don't know, attacked. Man. That, that was funny. Yeah. When Jack attacked uh, Goosen in the uh the hallucination which everyone's hallucinating in this film that's my thing everyone's having hallucinations in this school there was like a sound when he ran across the thing it was like and i was just like what 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 is that sound effect you know he had a sound blaine had a sound when he attacked someone there was just a lot of weird sound effects for people's movements blaine yeah so okay we haven't really gone anywhere (laughs) besides and that's a nostalgia test tangent. Okay. Stupid. This guy okay. was tw- from Schwa- Swan's Crossing. Have, did you guys watch Swan's Qu- Crossing? All the time. Show? I remember when I didn't watch it, but I remember that, that guy, because I mean, he was in all the Teen Beat magazines and a lot of the girls liked him. So. Yes. Yeah. That this was, I think this is like after that, right? So like Swan's was in 92. This, I think they wanted to be his like breakout teeny bopper movie yeah yes. went nowhere none went nowhere went nowhere. nowhere no and he didn't either like it th- i that wouldn't was it. say his acting was too bad what's his only credit Dude, what? i think it's his only movie it's his only movie credit i think so and you're saying that he was you thought his acting wasn't that bad yo like, he was a he character went- that was supposed to just quote <laughs> like he went great to the sayings Jason- that no, like no, other no. people said no, let, let's be honest. He went to the Jason Gedrick school of acting where like he sleepwalked his way through most of this fucking movie. And it was just like like an Iron Eagle. He's like, yeah, this kid monologued over and over again. I was like, holy crap. Goosen has another monologue. What is happening? I thought his wow. were, I mean, I don't think that he he did the uh, the Jason Gedrick school of acting that we that you guys talked about that I listened to. Now that you say that, I'm like I was I was very good at that episode of Iron Eagle because. <laughs> but I do I, I think that he had some very he had some very intricate lines. I, I was kind of impressed by his monologuing, you know, and even his monologuing when he was like not just doing it, no, just telling a story. Like when he was just kind of like, okay, here's the wave. And we're getting on the board. And, he was, and when he jumps on the bed on the board, he's like, you know, sweet cylindrical blue, you know, blue water, you know? <laughs> and it was very descriptive. I mean, it was very poetic. I mean, he's a poet. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. what she says. You're a poet. And I was like, I just know what I like. Yeah. He's not, <laughs> oh, God. He's a beat poet, you know? No. Wait, I'm so Wow. Much. I yeah. like Mitch in this. I, I like him. You, you like yeah. him. 
you he's a so what do you feel about wiley he saved the movie dude you think seth green saved the movie dude yes everyone around goosen saved this film that actually did something wiley jack black snake like all these people without them it would just be this guy monologuing to himself and at one point that girl nikki i thought she was a figment of his imagination because during the hockey game she just appears out of nowhere and then he's talking to her no one else acknowledges her existence and then she's like he like is in school and then she's there no one else acknowledges she's there so i'm like is this girl there like or is he just talking to himself does he see dead people exactly i didn't know you're right about that someone jack black was weird in this film this is early jack black i think you saw what jack black was going to become like you saw some of the it, yeah. sort of the Jack Blackisms. Like at the time, you didn't know that he was Jack Black, but this is Jack Black pre. You know, this is Jack Black before Mister. This is Mister. Show. This is pre High Fidelity. Like everything that you, that made Jack Black who he was, like on his way to stardom. This was way before that. So ninety three, he's in Airborne, but he was also in Demolition Man. He was in Airborne. He was in Demolition Man. Yeah, he was one of the Wasteland scraps. I guess we started really knowing him. Yeah, he got it. He was in Cable Guy, The Fan, Cross Worlds, Mars Attacks. Mars Attack, okay. Enemy of the State, Cradle Will Rock. I mean, he finally gets and then 2000 High Fidelity. I feel like probably at like in two at two thousand two thousand, that's when like Jack Black that like we know. It's probably the guy yeah. that we're talking about. I mean, he was doing bit roles all through the '90s, and also working on his own stuff. You know, being a, a second. I think I, he was. I think it was his second city guy, and he was doing a lot of improv, and he was working. You know, he was doing the whole um, the tenacious D stuff that he did on Mr. Show, where that all developed. Yeah. So I think all that time he was doing, he was playing these bit roles, but kind of also doing his own mm-hmm. his own shtick. You know, with Bob Odenkirk, right? Yeah, and he yeah, did. Yeah, I mean, that's why overnight success isn't overnight. No. I mean, obviously, that's testament right there, man. That If you look at this list, it's crazy. He was in Biodome. The amount of work he put in. Oh he was God. in Biodome? That's all that's God. Oh, man. So are we styling? Is that Are we styling now? <laughs> I was styling, bro. So, all right. Can I just say a quote from the class scene? Because... The assignment yeah. in the class scene is for everyone to get up and just randomly talk. That's speech class. One girl, the, the redheaded girl in the purple dress gets up and says, this is what she, the teacher wants them to do, to say stuff. So she gets up and goes, I want to be Al Pacino's love slave. Next person. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> 1993, Al Pacino. I mean, give me, a, like, th- this is the assignment in class. Like, and he was just like, oh, okay. That teacher is a problem. <laughs> I want to be Al Pacino's love slave. Oh, my God. The person who wrote this movie didn't write anything after this. I, I, they always have to have in these movies, like, an overly sexualized woman. You know what I mean? Sure. This, I mean, you know, she had to play, they had to play that role. Yeah, but didn't she even, like, the way they had to, like, she was, like, setting herself up? Like, oh, yeah. She, she even, like pulled her dress down before she started talking and i was like what was that was that necessary but like all so, of these girls you're right they needed that back then 
Yeah, as soon as Goosen walked in, it was just like every girl like lost control of themselves. And then we Dude, had the yeah, two- Jack's girlfriend was licking her lips when he was talking. Oh, that was gross. And then I was just like, then Goosen's no shirt. What it was the weirdest scene for no reason. This stuff was going on. That's why I was like, this movie didn't know what it wanted to be. Like it really didn't. Like it, it didn't know what it wanted to be because I was, wanted I, to be reviewed by three people in 2021. <laughs> but like, but Dan, like you're a film, you're a film guy. I, I take it. Like, what do you think happened? Do you think that they had a script or I think they were writing it as, do you think they write, they, they had new pages or they were yeah. writing it as it goes. They were like, they filmed certain scenes and they had to like fill in the blanks. Like what, what do you think in your mind? What do you think happened? The the person who wrote this film, like the screenplay, only wrote this. And he was also the teacher in the film. So I think that's the writer of the oh, right. of Airborne. So this is the only thing he's yeah. ever written. The other person that was on board with this, Steve Mc, uh, McEvdy, I'm going to pronounce that, you know, not pronounce that correctly. Anyway, he's been like an executive producer and creator on a ton of films. After after this movie, Airborne, he did like he executive produced Immortal Beloved, Braveheart, Anna Karenina, uh, Payback, What Women Want. We are we were soldiers. I mean, before that, he did Hot Shots and Man Without a Face. Really weird credits. But I think like I think they had a really green writer who, for some reason, right. was able to get this film greenlit. I, I don't know how that happened. I mean, he has no experience other than that it seems as you were saying rob like maybe this the classroom scene was shot and then they like were like hey, we gotta add something to this it's like why don't we put like daydreaming scenes in it yeah and then they put that in you know as well, the speech it, was going on it was purely an expo- exposition scene and and the boatload of characters in this oh my and they God. had to find a way to naturally um introduce, introduce them all. all so this was the way so you know you got to see all these characters and they're freaking characters like everybody's a character you got like the two weird twin brothers you got the you got the spanish guy in the middle of cincinnati you know who of course has a knife, and has a knife <laughs> and everybody's you know? kind of scared of yeah you have the guy the guy with the broken boat the dump like the like the oh. big guy like they're big the doof, doof. man they hang out with them but he's a really good defense probably you know like that guy to hang out with them got jack black who is kind of like the you know the jester of you know or the lefou of jack's you know gaston you know what i mean and then you also i mean i'm, I'm this beauty and the beast analogy then you had like the, the girls the, like the you know the silly girls you know yes who, like, i mean they were all just like stock characters yeah. so um, t- towards the end of that that classroom scene when that they're like all right jack you're up Jack stands up, says shit about Goosen, and then all of a sudden gets into this whole thing about his last year playing the preps. And like it turns into this like pep rally about playing the preps. Like they forget that they're in class. Like, and like Jack is standing there as if he is the teacher of the class and he looks old enough to be. And he's like, and I don't want to lose. And da-da, let's do it for what's the guy's name? The guy with mankind. The guy that was like a dude. Rosenblatt. Where's yeah? Let's do it for Rosenblatt. Rosenblatt. And, just, and everybody just leaves. 
You're like, what happened? Okay, we're le- we're leaving. The scene's over. Not sure. only are we leaving, they're like, all right, Wiley, you're gonna play hockey. So yeah, is this a school sanctioned like like team. Like no, this is not a school sanctioned team. That's what you know. All of this was like pickup games. I don't think a lot of schools. I don't think a lot of schools have like a school hockey team. So yeah, it, so what's funny is like all this is happening, and J- Jack is doesn't want to graduate high school without be- be- beating the preps. But I'm like, but you're not getting like the county champs. Like no. you're just like you could graduate high school and still play them like in a pup- pickup game because obviously winning. you guys are all just like yeah, you're <laughs> just winning a game. And then it's like, okay, like now what? And and then they go, all right, uh, Wiley, you're gonna play. What? It was oh yeah, weird. that was the best thing. They were like in the, they're in the, in the hallway, and of course Jack's girlfriend is hitting on Goosen, and Goosen's just like sitting there, and um, freaking Jack gets all pissed off. Jack Black, you know, his sidekick is all mad at him. And then they have to bring in the story. The two twin brothers are like, oh, what's in, what's the name? And what's the name got hurt or they got in trouble. Right. Is that what happened? Something what happened? Happened. Why they missed the game? I forget. Somebody's missing the game because something's happening, but I love the twin brothers. Cause they finish the other sentences. Like yes. they're from GI Joe, they're freaking Tomax and Zaymont over there in hockey gear. <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that was their skit. Their, their little thing. Their shtick, yeah. Their shtick. So, Snake's like, out of nowhere, I'll play. And they're like, cool. cool. They didn't ask Snake if he knew how to play. They were just like, yeah. Like, I mean, I wouldn't mess with Snake. If Snake's going to like, Snake talks to nobody. Dude, Snake <laughs> was my favorite character. So Wiley, of course, lies to say, you know, he plays hockey. Yeah. And now they're at a hockey game, just yeah. like that. And he looks like he's game. on there with, like he's in his underwear with a bunch of like pads on. Yeah, nobody has matching. Nobody has matching jerseys. They don't. They don't. I mean, they were all because I you just showed them. They were the they were the poor kids. They're the they're the working class, lower class kids. Okay, so they had no money. They're playing this game. Mitch is cheering on Wiley. The the figment of his imagination is watching Nick. her brother. Nikki's obviously watching her brother play, which we don't know. Right, it's her brother at all. Everybody seemed to be really into this team, these people. Not even the team. They they like this group of guys. Where is this game happening? Where is this like rink? I think we don't like. Yeah, I think it's. uh, I think it's an outdoor rink. I think it's like you know next to a. uh, I don't know, maybe a beer factory or something like that. I don't know, like an old, like the old mill. It's right next to the old mill. It's. It's actually. where their parents all work, but they lost their jobs when they sent them all those jobs overseas. You oh, know, God. that's right. The old, maybe it's the old, maybe it's the old, you know, Chevy factory in Cincinnati where they used to make car seats for uh, Chevelles, and they can't, uh, they, you know, nobody has jobs anymore. And then, you know, Wiley's dad had to get a job as a Zamboni, but as a Zamboni driver, but for years he was the quality control guy at the Chevy plant. You know, yeah. Know. Th- these are the parents. You got me really deep that- on that one, Rob. Yeah, these are the parents that were in that movie. Uh, we want to get deep. We gotta get deep on this, man. We gotta go deep on. This but there was movie. no refs. No, no holes barred. This is the best. Is like they're playing whatever. Jack and 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 the prep guy Blaine, Blaine. is Blaine. like, and, his, Blaine. and they they have they have his um his sidekick. He has this. Was it Watt Walt? What was the guy that always was always like laughing 
I got that idea laugh. Like he was, you know, put him in the body bag guy. Yeah. Who was that guy? I, I don't know. What was he his had name? a few lines and then it was over. He was, yeah, he kind of had the same job as Jack Black had, but not as good. So, guys, if you like um, Nostalgia <laughs> Podcast, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Yeah, subscribe and like. like Follow and us on all social media outlets that you can find us and where you can get podcasts Podbeam, Spotify, I've <laughs> Apple. <laughs> the director of this film, I was right when I said, like, this would have been a good half hour show. All he did before this was just direct television. And then he got, right. and then he directed Airborne. So, right. And then, the way on he other TV, it. right. And then after this, he directed television again. So everything, so the way it was shot was like a television show. It was just like, all right, hard cut to this, hard cut to that. Now we're playing hockey. Now we're doing this. But in, in the middle of all that, he had to fill it with other shit to make it like reach like theatrical length. He's like, another monologue, Goosen? And it was just like another monologue or long montages about nothing. Montage. Like, Dude, the montage of Seth Green getting dressed, I was just like, I, I, I was like, I've, I've had it with montage. Oh, I thought that was great. What? Yes. I, like, I thought that was funny. I thought it was funny because you never really saw like guys getting dressed montage. I thought that was the whole joke of it. But you know? Goosen was know. laughing. It was like they looped the same shot of him laughing. Then there's like shot to Goosen and he's laughing. Seth Green comes out, shot to Goosen. He's like, it's like he never stopped. He didn't have any feedback. He didn't say his only reaction was laugh. Like it wasn't like no, a, he did have feedback. He said be be Popeye. Oh okay. he is yeah. who he is. Yeah, be Popeye. All right. So so we get we get to a point where all of a sudden Blaine and Jack are fighting and they're like, okay, three first to three wins. And I'm like, so it's not <laughs> even a game going on. This is the game that Jack wants to win before he graduates high school. They were playing for 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden they're like, All right, first to three wins. You're like, okay, that's it. And then while he gets hurt, Goose is on the field or ice, and he scores on Jack Black, who loses his mind. Lose, who loses I, his mind. Where yeah, he's jumping he around. chewed the scenery and every scene he was in. He was like, I don't care what I'm doing. I'm going to be famous. I'm going to do whatever. This movie is a joke. I'm just going to do my thing. Yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like that's what he did and that's why he's he's the only like he's the breakout star of this movie cuz he was just like I know I know that there's something this isn't like my big break movie there's something coming down the road I'm going to do what the fuck I want in this movie. Yeah cuz yeah. remember when he pulls when what's his name pulls the pants he's like funny that was funny he loses his mind also I'm like this guy just loses his mind like he's just being Jack Black obviously yeah before Jack Black was Jack Black yeah my favorite like I kept thinking of like how much he was losing his mind and the way he was acting I'm like this character goes on to be the teacher at school of rock like he becomes that character afterwards like he is the school of rock character <laughs> after that's who he is because he's yeah. like his reactions were so similar to that I was like that's that's who this is but like you're right that hockey game had nothing. The crowd didn't know it was the first to three. Like they whispered it, like, all right, Nothing. first to three. Well, no one knows. No one cares about your game. Yeah. No yeah. But yet it was so important that after Mitch scores on them, they torture him in what we already went over the craziest montage that goes on way too long. Way too long. I want to know how. The bully he... montage that goes. How did they get the sand and in his they... locker? 
<laughs> Where did they get the sand from? Uh, sand had to come. It, it came from the old mill. It came from. <laughs> Everything's from the old mill. It came from the old mill. Like, I know I get some sand. My dad used to work at the old mill and they had tons of sand there. It's probably sand that they used to sand the roads there. Uh, One of their dads works for the, the DOT in Cincinnati and that's where they got it. Got it. All these parents who used to work at that factory that Michael Keaton was working at in that movie where they were trying to build the car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's God. This, Good that's this, that's this town. It's the town. It's the gung ho town. If Michael Keaton walked on screen and was like, get, tell your parents to get back to the factory, <laughs> be like, or he, he comes out with that plane in ice hockey. He's like, will you go home? We need this space for cars. <laughs> oh, my God. So then finally, what is he tired, right? And and the woman thinks that he's on drugs. His aunt thinks he's on drugs. Well, he hasn't wiped his ass all day. <laughs> he, hasn't, he still has shit his ass from, from the toilet paper from the prison bathroom that he was sitting in during, like, it's like, oh, damn it. And then he, uh, yeah, his wife, yeah, I don't know. This movie's stupid. That's got me ball. Fuck all my pa. It's it's not. I think it's a great movie for some reason. You have no. So so that's when he gets the skates and things go wild. Mm -hmm. Yes. Now he can show what he's got. But now we fast forward to spring, correct? Right. Spring. Love is in the air. You know, you might get you know an accidental shower because Nikki's walking around with with an umbrella, so you know. Yeah. What was, dude? That is so funny. You said that. I put that in my notes. I'm like. Why was she walking around with an umbrella? I, I would assume that the writer was from Cincinnati. He was like, now it's spring. And I have this umbrella because, you know, it just rains on a dime here. So it's kind of a, and, and all of his friends probably said, when they watched the movie, the screen, they were like, she has an umbrella. Like, you, that's, that's true to life right there, man. Can we just talk about his rollerblades? Yeah. Yes, please. Okay. I've been dying to get to these rollerblades. Okay. All, everybody who had, and this is not just him. So I used to work at Sports Authority when I first started working in high school. And I worked nice. in the foot, I was a footwear associate who sold rollerblades. I was this marketing scheme of getting people to go on dates to rollerblade, okay? The only people who wore plastic rollerblades like that were people on dates, okay? And that kept brakes on their rollerblades. Nobody kept brakes on their rollerblades, okay? I was not a person that wore those kind of rollerblades. You know what rollerblades I wore? Hockey skates. Those are the skates that I wore. And nobody kept the brakes on. Everybody in this movie has plastic rollerblades, plastic inline rollerblades, no rail guards, no rail in the middle, no thing in the middle. Yeah, take a picture of that, Dan. Nothing in the middle to jump on rails. They all just have regular rollerblades that you go on dates with and you go on LA and you, you, you go on uh, you know, Venice Beach with the rollerblade uh, guards on. That's what everybody had. And I'm like, and you're you're rollerblading through devil's backbone with these things on? Dude. No brakes. I they need the brakes on devil's backbone, man. No, you you're just drag one skate. You just drag yeah, one skate. Yeah, dude, you tee it off. You yeah. tee it off. You tee it I, off. Now, here's the thing, Manny. I wish I could get hockey skates when I was a kid. They were just, my parents were like, we're not buying these. They're too expensive. So I had some of those plastic skates, right? You did? But not as, my first ones were like that. Then my second ones were better, but they still weren't hockey skates. I didn't like okay. laces. I still wanted the clips of my ankles, but like. Like the ski boots? Yeah, kind of like ski I boots. I call them ski boots, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. also, I wore a size like 
12 or 13 ska- like shoes. So like you don't you get like a hockey ski. Like the hockey skates are not coming like a size 14. If so they like, did, they were like an extra hundred dollars for that. Exactly. Material. Exactly. So I was I had Which you could pick up at the mill in Cincinnati. <laughs> but I was on this in the same boat as you, Manny. I was dying. I, I just couldn't take it. I was like, there's no way that you could skate like they're skating on these things. Those those wheels would have fell apart. And no rail. I had to watch these kids walk down steps on skates. He should have grind that rail right down the like why is he not grinding? He does backflips on the fucking ramp. He can't grind the rail. He, he did one. Run. He did one grind. He grind the, the wall. Okay, so wait. All right, so we went off on that tangent, and that's a nostalgia test tangent. Did you notice like the Forrest Gump like <laughs> attraction of people that all of a sudden started following him? Like all of a sudden, oh Cincinnati's my. filled filled with skateboarders, bikers, yeah, inline right. skaters. Yeah. And like, you know, he jumps over them and it was like, oh, yeah. we're going, we're going after this guy. Like yeah. they all just are following this random dude. They don't know who <laughs> this guy is, No, but He's yet like, they're following him. He just has that personality. He has a very, he has very electric personality. Like people just want to be around Mitchell Guzan. But I felt like it was almost <laughs> like, was he that much better than everybody? Because like- no. None of them were really doing crazy tricks until we 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 hit the half pipe. See, yeah. I feel like this is a romantic comedy for dudes that love. Yeah, like Point Break, man. Like this Nikki was just. A, yeah, this Nikki was just a side thing. He yeah. was in love with Wiley. He wanted to have a bromance with Wiley, and then like His anyone cousin? else who. What are you yeah, talking was, about? Like, out with him. Jack. I think him and Jack have like this. The second between him and Jack was was pretty rough, man. Yeah, because it, yeah, it, it does get solved at the end. But like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so this is the like the other sports movie. We went from ice hockey to yeah. inline skating, yeah. half pipe. We watched yeah. a whole half pipe session. Dude. Where Dan still doesn't think anybody gets airborne. No which gets I disagree, airborne. Dan. There is no. a scene where there is an airborne. What? There it is. Jumps all over the car inexplicably. Yes. yes. Inexplicably yes. jumps over a car. Dan, Dude, the soundtrack, no, just that been, sound yeah. effect. No, no. That's it. They had to put that in there. They're like, they, they probably whispered to the directors, like, "Hey, hey, the name of this movie's Airborne. We have to do some sort of airborne trick somewhere." But this movie showed me how dumb inline skating really looked. I mean, you can't make it look <laughs> cool. You can't make it look cool. This was a. Real- That's why inline skating didn't last that long. No, you can't make it look cool. Those skateboard, the skateboarding's way cooler looking. I think the movie might have done better if it was a skateboarding movie. I have to say, it couldn't be anything. I it couldn't be anything but inline skating because what you have is you got ice hockey. Kid don't skate on ice, and he's from California. When do they have ice? You know, mm-hmm. never. He inline skates, and now he has value. When they get to the second game, the inline skating game, I guess it's springtime. They have to find another way, you know? In which like was- a parking lot with cars all around and everybody's yeah. there. In a parking lot where like... You know, then they showed up to like high school games. Yeah, right. like that scene in 8 Mile after like the yeah. rap battle. I was just like, what is going on here? <laughs> like, it's it's like the a- parking lot where the parents are still working. <laughs> They're waiting for their parents to come out. Michael the mill. Has them, like, They're all at the mill. Together. But yeah. I get what, what Rob is saying is like, 
think it's, I think it's not about him being on a skateboard. It's about they're into skating. And the thing that gets him to be very on their team and like them to like him is because they realize that he's a really good skater. Yeah. And he has value now. Because they have devil's backbone. So we skipped over the date. The date, I, I kind of don't even care about it. It's kind of like, even though it's a love story, whatever, the date happens. Blaine shows up and, yeah. The double date after the, the, the Wiley, uh, I'm Too Sexy montage. Yes. And, they and had this, to put that, that song in there. They had right. to. And Shout they had out to episode pr- one, live episode. <laughs> yes. Shameless plug. Shameless plugs. Don't forget to check out the Sanity is Overrated podcast. Starring Rob. And Jen and Laurel. Check us out. Check us on Instagram at the Sanity Podcast. So we're at the double date. Cue in her friend whose actress's name is... Alana Ubach. Best actress in the movie. Uh, best, actress. best actress. Everything she is in, she's amazing. She was in everything. She's in everything. Yeah. She's in Coco. She's in Coco. She's in everything. She's in... Legally Bond 3. She was on Beekman's World. She was, she was the, the assistant. Uh, she was she Josie. On Beekman's World. Yeah, oh, dude, she's great. This, she's a great actress. She yeah. played. I thought she was great in this movie. Yeah. Thank God Funny. for her. Seth Green, Jack Black. I mean, these actors like carried this film across the finish line. There you go. Yeah. Mrs. Poole. So the, the the weird part about this scene is like when Blaine walks into the only milkshake bar. What seems like a milkshake bar. The I don't burger know. joint. Yeah. Which did you, see, did you see somebody putting PBJ on a... Is yes. that, am I the only one who saw no. PBJ on a burger? Damn, yes. you saw that, right? I, I Okay. Is no, that a not. thing? I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking at PB&J burgers and they're a thing. But I don't know where they come from. It might be a Midwestern deli. And we don't yeah. just know about it. We we're just figuring this out. When Blaine walks in, it's like he could do whatever he wanted to, right? She, right. He apparently dated Nikki at one point because they kind of have a thing, womanizing her like crazy. Just decides to just pick up the other girl, start dancing. Yeah. Because he's now the bully in the scene. And then Jack shows up with the crew yeah, that but- he just walks around with apparently all the time. <laughs> None of these people have dates. <laughs> Jack all- apparently, Jack killed his girlfriend, so she's out of the picture. <laughs> she's done. She's done. <laughs> Wait a second, Seth Green gets tossed like a rag doll. He's like, hey, Gary, don't do that. Toss. And Blaine's like, what? <laughs> Seth yeah. Green is like, he should have died. I mean, because he hit that wall. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, all these people believe that they're playing hockey at all times. Jack comes in, Blaine leaves, because he's. they call each other out on the game, right? Yep. How's that end? Yeah, but but here's, but wait a second, but Goosen is there with Nikki. Nikki's being manhandled by like Blaine. And Goosen tries to zen his way out of it. Like, I'm like, of course he does. At some point, you have to stick up for something. You well, that's to- why Wiley was like, why don't right. you do something? Yeah. You and know? he had every right getting pissed off at him. He's like, bro, like, do something. Do anything. But this goes back to Rob said. And dude, don't forget, this kid had like, he did something violent to this kid and slashed his back up with the surfboard. And he doesn't want to go back to jail, probably. But he always has some wise ass fucking look on his face. Like it's not he's not like he doesn't look tortured enough in those moments where like he's like, oh, I'm gonna be violent. He's more like, hey man, wait a man, where and then like he like has this smirk <laughs> that you just wanna smack. Like he's not like Dalton. Like if I wanna took someone who did something violent, like Roadhouse, 
If we look oh at Patrick God. Swayze's character, he ripped the guy's throat out. He doesn't want to do anything violent. So he looks tortured. Goose is just like, and then like, <laughs> and he's just like, come on, man, styling, shut up, bro, do anything. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it, that's what annoyed me. It was like the Karate Kid. At, at a certain point, you're just like, maybe Daniel needs to get his, maybe needs to get punched in the face. So he, he tries to, you know, he doesn't even zen his way out on this one. Like Jack saves the day. Yeah. Uh, wearing his uh, vest jacket. The cutoff flannel. Yeah, showing his arms because he had some uh, guns. That actor. But when Dude, you're 25, comes in, comes in. Apparently, has the only car in town. His sister doesn't have a car. We know that because she takes the bus. So, right. <laughs> so. What's she going? Wiley, Wiley has a car. Yeah, Wiley. but but Jack oh, wants to take her home because she but, thinks. Mm, yeah, sorry. She, you know, what? I was just gonna say, remember the so twins she, tried to kill Wiley while he was taking his driver's test. Like he was taking the driver's test. Oh, and she, like, yeah. <laughs> and then they vanished. That's true. Like, and they're gone when oh, during God. the montage of torturing Wiley as well. Freaking Goosen got Wiley in trouble too. Like Wiley was just trying to, you know, yeah. but Wiley ends up getting the girl because of him. So gotta because give it of to himself. Goosen, but no, no, I'm giving it to Wiley because Wiley stood up for her. That's why he she did set stand up. Yeah. You know, Wiley might not be big. He might be a, you know, wimpy and small and, yeah. and, and, and short, but he knows how to play by, by Cincinnati rules. Yeah. This guy's playing by West coast rules where everything's, you know, we don't fight here, man. This is where, you know, we, we, we chill. We're cool, man, right? Which is you know? weird because... Cincinnati rules, it's cold. You got to fight for sure. Which is weird, though. And even Wiley knows that. So he tells Jack that he doesn't care. He's out of there in three months. Nikki gets upset, leaves. Yeah, good. So now he's, like, bummed out. Boo-hoo. Wearing his Baja shirt. Baja. 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 Yeah. Holy nostalgia. Now he's bummed out. He has this dream. The dream about Pepe the Shark. Pepe the Shark. Pepe the Shark. Another Hasselhoff hit. And he says to him that, you know, how many times does a, a wave come? Like, once in a lifetime wave. Which then goes back to Point Break. Oh, there was no shark. There, there was, was no, oh, there was no God shark. damn shot that they were te- they were showing us the entire thing, the entire movie. Dude, Dan, this was a two point six million dollar budget. They couldn't sh- get a shark involved. Uh, you couldn't yeah. get some B roll of a shark. That, cost hey, that shark, would have, it, it would have had to have been a, uh, a CGI shark that actually talked because it was a talking shark named Pepe. Yes, who spoke in Spanish. So he wakes up Riley and he's like. I gotta go chase after the wave. Nikki's the wave. I got and and I guess he has to make good with Jack. Yeah. Why yeah. Like, in order to do that, up. in order to do that, they have to go play roller hockey <laughs> at a pickup game in a parking lot. His value was within his skating, his ability. Okay, <laughs> I get it. So, so the best part is that he goes to the game and he wants to talk to her, and she's like, "I don't want to talk to you." good he's like i'll show you after the game i'll show you after the game so he he's playing one like again this is so it's such a violent movie if you think about it like he grabs the stick and blaine freaking tackles him like jack did in the in the dream sequence when he like tossed him through the window yeah knocks him down 
As soon as he gets knocked down, the everyone but Jack, everyone's like, "Yo, go, go get him! We're, we're we're with you. We're with you." Like they're on his side now. After Blaine, all Blaine did was tackle him. Mm-hmm. Did he score on Blaine? I just think they want they they want Blaine to go down harder, you know, than, than him. anybody else. Like they they like taking down Blaine will they will have. Bragging rights at the local bar until they're 40. That's got me ball. And then he like embarrasses Blaine by like pulling his pants down. Jack Black loses his shit. So this greatest is Jack Black's of the movie. greatest performance ever. And then they all like come around. These these kids, all they have is their their all they have is their pride. You know what yes. I mean? That's all they got. So at the end of the day, they might be rough and tumble, but you know, when they're wrong, as you could say, they're wrong, they're wrong. And they, and they, and they know that they have to, they have to make good. And that's when they all go to his house, you know, Even snake comes, even snake. And believe me, they needed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No shit. Snake, this team would, they would have lost. Yeah. 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 That Shoot, 20 minute race. All right. So now, now we we're at it. what is the, to me, uh, is yeah. the point of the movie. Like we forget about Nikki. We forget about Jack for a moment. Yes. And they're like, you got to come and race Devil's Backbone. And Wiley loses his shit. And he's like, you can't go race Devil's Backbone. It's crazy. It's crazy. I love how they're all polite to the parents. Like, yeah. they're always like, like tough bad boys. But then they're like, no, no, ma'am. No, thank you. Yeah, and let's not forget. These are still high school kids. Yeah, they're still. And that, I thought that was a very funny moment. I thought that was perfect. They're like, they're like all these tough kids. And they, they're, they're smart assery. But when it comes to parents, they're like, they have respect for their elders. And they're about to like do the most illegal street race yeah. in Cincinnati that doesn't involve motor vehicles. This was like because like <laughs> doesn't the kid get run over by a car? Like people get hit yes! by a car. <laughs> that kid died in this in this, in this race. That like kid, the guy that who goes that under, guy got like right underneath that car. Yeah, that yeah. kid. Like they don't show you the next day. He's and dead. there's like in the news, like kid is paralyzed. Because of a race called Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Not only is that <laughs> the race down the Devil's Backbone. Twenty people died in car crashes yesterday because of a band of rollerblading hooligans went down all these streets. They, they must have caused a string of deaths, like as they were like flying down that road, Dude. like a hundred percent. Known as the Preps and the District Eight. <laughs> like, what was their name? We never well, found out. They don't have a name. So then they had the Seth Green and his like counterpartner, oh, which God. is the Scream guy. This was like Snake the Snake takes the lead. Amazing. Snake's no, a lone wolf. Yeah. You know what oh I mean? yeah, man. Snake gives zero fucks. Oh yeah. He just wants to win. He wants Dude, to win. That guy was on wasn't he in the lead the whole time? The, the whole, whole time. time. First it's Blaine and Jack, and then like it, something happens, I guess Blaine grabs Jack and stuff. And snake the whole time, the whole, the whole time. time, the whole time, just like, just like this, <laughs> yeah, just, just yeah. Like, like this, just like was like aerodynamic the whole time. He didn't he move at all. Yeah, he didn't move. goggles on. No he, he was just down there. He was aerodynamic. Just... He had no brakes. Like, None. They were like, "We're taking off your brakes. You're just gonna go." Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was no. crazy. This was like the race in like Iron Eagle, like when they raced the snake, you know, no rules. It's like no rules. It's like someone did get really hurt possibly during this. And then in Iron Eagle, someone did die 
during that last race. (laughs) So there's a string of movies in the eighties and nineties where it's just like, kids love to die. Kids love races where people get killed. And it's just like, keep doing that. A lot of of kids died, you know, in weird ways in the eighties, you know, you know, and nothing happened or, you know, kids died. And then the whole town bands dancing, you know, I mean, this is what happened in the (laughs) eighties. So th- this race happened for a long time. I thought it was like Devil's Backbone, like it's a hill race, right? Then it's not a hill race anymore. They're all over the place. They're in a sports complex. They're going down this thing. They're going like it- it's like that was ridiculous. This is where he went airborne. The twins were like grab on, grab on, and they slingshot him. Yeah, over yeah. a car. But how? Where he oh, jumps? Like yeah, he jumps, Dan. So one airborne movement, one airborne. Dude, this moment. is right around the time the, the game Skitchin came out too. There were two airborne movements. Then he jumped off the other thing. To oh get yeah, the, the other thing was in the parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. So wasn't that cheating? No, there's no rules. No rules. Did he, did he say the rules are Jack? There are no rules. <laughs> the, the, I feel like this race this race was too long. Really? And the soundtrack was terrible during it. It was just like a sound. It, it just it could have been cut shorter. And I wish that like Goosen was. I didn't want to watch Goosen just try to play catch up the entire time. Like he was like by himself a lot of the times, or he was like trying to skate faster to get towards us. Like, like when they showed Snake, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like now we're actually in the race part. Like if I'm watching like like Goosen, I'm just watching him just like oh, 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 trying to catch up to the lead, and it was just like I, he, he, all this bullshit about him being a good skater and then like all this stuff, and he's just playing catch up the whole time. And Snake comes through, wins, and they're like, all right, one more got two more guys, and then we won. It's like you did all the work. He almost got killed. He's biting off two people. And like Snake is doing all the work. <laughs> Goose is skating by himself basically at one point. He does have some dude like chasing him. But then it's just him like, oh, oh, oh. And then it's like, where'd they go? <laughs> Dude, yeah. How are you that far uh, behind? <laughs> they didn't tell him. They didn't tell him how the, where the race ended. Yeah. Like, yeah. And yeah, if the one no. No. He didn't, well, he's not from there. They all knew, you know, he was going down here. He's in Bengal Stadium, you know what I mean? Like going yeah. up, you know, yeah. like he's in Bengal Stadium trying to figure out what's going on. He's going up and down the, you know, yeah. thing. And he finally ends up, he's like, I went the wrong way. Yeah. Well, now yeah. I have to improvise. Well, that's where he had to get airborne. Right. <laughs> that's where he had to get airborne. So if you really think about it, the only reason why he lost, he they won is that Blaine was so mad at him for pulling his pants down <laughs> that he took the chance to check him over the thing. Yeah. Because he would have won. There was no way they were going to win. No. Goosen was already tired. Jack was a little bit further back. He yeah. fell down. Blaine Jack, had it. What we find out is Jack ain't worth shit, you know? Yeah. Jack's Nobody, not a uh, hockey player. He's a shitty boyfriend. I bet you his girlfriend wasn't even there, broke up with him. He lost everything. See, I want to see Jack's story. What happened to Jack? Well, after yeah, I mean, that scene, gradu- he, had to- he was graduating. Yeah. He had so- to go stand in a picket line. <laughs> he, He's Casey he might have been fin- He might have finished that race and gone right to work. So, okay, so they both, they shake hands. They do the dramatic, like, two shot. This movie always loved to have the, like, walk away shot of two yeah. people. It, like, it happened, like, three 
three or four times. And they do the dramatic shot of them skating very slowly, and they both like kneel at the same time and cross finish line. Oh my god, <laughs> which is great. Yeah, which it was, was a fantastic finish to it. Yeah. And then like you know, Wiley and the 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 other comedic guy come in. They're racing for no reason because whatever. He finally gets <laughs> his girl. Mitch gets Mitch gets his girl. You don't see Jack at all. Jack's it gone. Ends. The movie just ends. And then the movie just yeah. ends. Again, this is like what? Like that I was love it. the epilogue. There should have been an epilogue. Can we yes. write an epilogue to this right now? <laughs> Does he stay in Cincinnati? His parents go, hey, we're back. That's a great question, dude. I was thinking that too. Does does she move to LA? Does she try to go to college in LA? Is she dreaming of leaving Cincinnati? But like, I don't know. I, I would like to think that Mitch Mitchell, like the parents called up, hey, we're back from, you know, we're back from Australia. And he's like, I think I'm going to stay. I think I got to, you know, do a couple of things here. I think there's something I'm, you know, I think I'm in love with this girl, you know, the wave. Who knows? Maybe well, she did, they, go- did any of them pass school? Because they're all just concentrating on these like hockey no, games. And no, they all failed. I mean, I don't think a lot of those guys are going anywhere. You know, maybe Rosenblatt, possibly the twins. They might have some sort of thing going on. They seem like the kind of guys who are kind of entrepreneurs. You know, I would say the twins. Sure, um, they could have started Facebook. We're not really sure. Well, they're like, like that, the you know? two kids yes. from the Sandlot. Like exactly. Yeah, you're right. But those I guys wanted, look like I wanted an epilogue, and there was none, and that was that. That was a problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that was a big problem. Like the movie just ends. They kiss. And it ends, and there's nothing, you and know. And that's where it becomes like a rom com, right? Because he gets the girl and is done. And you're like, well, yeah, but it's not considered a rom com. It's just considered a sports drama. I just wonder if they ran out of money. Ideas? No, I think I think they were like, listen, we can't film the end of this. We or or maybe like they just it, it didn't work. I bet you there's a lot of deleted scenes from this somewhere. I wish they had like a movie with commentary. You know, like a. Like a, like what commentary? What is there any commentary in this film? It's just like, yeah, we uh, Seth Green had all these clothes, and we just let him put them on, and we spent all the money on the Right Said Fred song. So I bet you ten bucks. I bet you money. I bet you both money that if I think this would be a great set, if Seth Green did commentary for this, people would listen to it and watch it. If he oh, did yeah. as a Robot yeah. Chicken episode, then I'm him watching. Jack Black. Him and Jack Black. I think him and Jack Black doing DVD commentary for this would be amazing because they'd be amazing stories. Like, oh, you know what we did this day? This and that. You know what I mean? Like, I think the story I, – I would hope that the story of making the movie is better than the actual movie. I bet you there's some great-ass stories. What? I'm sure. I don't think so. I will disagree 100% because, like, look at where they filmed this movie. What stories? Like, it's like after that, yeah, we all just went. Dude, man. Yo, Cincinnati was huge. I bet you they had hotel parties. I wouldn't be surprised if they had hotel parties. A little, maybe some hooking up, maybe a little something going on. I would say that was going on. I mean, I'm in the business. I know what happens. This was a depressing shoot. Dan. This was, it was cloudy all the time. Dan. What? Dude, do you have you read the like the reviews on IMDb? Like they're it's like ten out of ten. Like the well, Citizen Kane of, t- of teenage rollerblade movies. Uh, the, Probably what? the best movie about rollerblading in Cincinnati. Ever. Probably the only um, game, the only movie about rollerblading ever. Dude, they said <laughs> in Cincinnati they love every everybody that like all the scenes in Cincinnati 
It was it was so great. Um, uh-huh. Today's kids never. Uh, did it, today's kids need more movies like this. Uh, wasn't no. expecting legitimacy. The perfect like? cable movie, an eye-opening, light-hearted, action-packed ride. Yeah, eight wheels Wait, included. What are the what is wrong with everybody? I I want no. Bro, I I'm trying to tell you all of these people. People, this movie was terrible. And people it was like this. Boring. And people like this. No, oh no. my god, this movie rocks. Hey, this is such an awesome movie. Hey, everyone, I'm from Cincinnati. This is the only movie ever filmed here. Thank God. After this, this town closed down. Like, get the fuck. Oh, my God. It it goes on and on. Well, then, Manny, how do you feel about it? Like, you know, Cocktail has, like, what was, okay, this is what I want to know. Yeah, I think it's 20%. Rotten Tomato, 20%? I think so. Okay, well, then that's a problem. Listen, listen, okay. Okay, it is a problem in comparison to the fact that they're calling this a drama. But I have to say this: no, there's there's times that we do these reviews, and I can't spend my disbelief, and I get all upset about it, right? Like Iron Eagle. And I'm sorry, Rob. I know you're a big fan of Iron Eagle. Okay, I couldn't. Iron Eagle. I know what. I'm not saying no. That you movie probably disagreed long. with our review, right? And I know that movie was geared towards teenagers, and I know this movie is geared towards teenagers, and it's kind of a Mighty Ducks genre, looking like you got to kind of just like deal with cheesiness. And if I had fun watching this movie, yeah, it's and I know I don't know what it is, Dan. I don't no. know why. I don't know what what it is. I remembered always liking this movie. And I had fun. It was stupid, yes. It was cheesy, yes. So it was a lot of other movies that we that we like or dislike, and pass the test. I don't necessarily pass the test. I nope. I, I don't think. I think sports movies are what they are. They're but this like is not a sports movie. See, like, everyone, you're calling this a sports movie. This is not a sports movie. Action sports movie. This is a movie about a kid who got his rollerblades in the mail and then decided that there was a race that (laughs) didn't happen. (laughs) A race that was crap. And then the the race (laughs) happens, and at the end, he didn't even win the race. That was the dumbest part about this script. Make one. wrote this movie. See, I agree with you about that, is that he doesn't... He doesn't win the race. But it wasn't his race to win. If he wanted to, it wasn't his race to win. But his the whole thing is him trying to prove himself. This was the that should have been the most important thing for him to do. Not pulling some dude's pants down. Like that's what's so weird to me. Like I'm watching this idiot the whole time, like do these things, and I'm like, all right, devil's backbone. He's gonna win this race. No, he played catch up the whole time. Then like, Jack, give me your hand. We got a race to win. Yay! And then that's the end, and then it ends. He was instrumental in the winning of the race, but the fact of the matter is, is that like it wasn't his race to win. His job was to help those guys keep their pride. Remember what they were saying: we're sick of being, you know, less than losers, mm-hmm. being put down. He was there to help them get their pride back and keep their, you know, cred, whatever that is. Right. That's good, Another Hasselhoff hit. It's such a loose plot, but like at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, exactly. It's like his job is to help them. I'm like, I'm trying to like make something out of this, but at the end yeah, of the day, he just. There's nothing there. The, yeah. the, there isn't. There, listen. It was just like, oh, fuck. I, I, can't, I, I mean, I don't know, but it, but it wasn't his job to, like, you know, win the day, you know, kick Johnny in the face. It wasn't his job. I I was baffled. You know, Seth Green, he, he you know, that, the scene before his double date, there was way too much soap on the wall. He, he was, like, <laughs> brushing his teeth with way too much toothpaste. He looks like he lives in a cave. Everything looked like a prison in this film. It was sad. There was no wow. sunlight after being in California. Well, and that's depressing. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say <laughs> we, we're, com- we're coming to an end here and we're going sure. to do our test here. So I really enjoyed this movie. It was fun. I didn't. I, I th- yes, Dan, it's cheesy. It's crap. But it was fun. I don't think it passes the, the nostalgia test. I think it stays nostalgic. I'm not going to go out like and, keep, and watch it a month from now, but I had a good time watching it. It is a fun 90s movie. Sports. I always like sports movies, but if you told me like, okay, one Mighty Ducks or Airborne has to go, Mighty Ducks is staying. Mighty Ducks 2 or Airborne has to go, Mighty Ducks 2 is staying. Mighty Ducks 3 or Airborne? I'm probably choosing Airborne. Well, you're probably nuts because mm. at least Mighty Ducks 3 has a plot. <laughs> I think you need to watch your mouth. Watch Mighty Ducks 3. Dude, I watched it. terrible. This I don't want to see movie. anyone on skates ever again. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. Let's hear you. I hate this movie. What is Oh, I, I hated this film. Hate it. I, it, it was you hated bad, like not even nostalgic. No, I'm not, I don't ever want to see this again. I don't want to hear anyone say that this. I, I don't want to hear it. The thing about this is this: I look at Killer Clowns in Outer Space, and I'm like, that movie was garbage. That was a trash movie. Yeah, but it knew what it was, and it was funny. Like it was like we're this is garbage. We're making a garbage movie, but we know it's garbage. This movie was like, no, we're making a hit. Move, we're gonna do this, and I you think so. Boring, you think they do that? You think yeah. when they write movies like this, they Rob, you're in it, you're in the business more than we are, right? Like when people write movies or like plays, like something that's like, like this, do people know that it's like cheesy, or is it like they really think it's gonna be like they didn't write this? I to mean, be cheesy. some people go, people go with the camp. I, I think they were going for an, a simple story, you know what I mean? But like, it just wasn't dynamic enough. So I don't know what they were doing while yeah. they, they, with the editing and everything. Maybe they they had all these ideas and they're like, "This is the this is what we got, man." Like <laughs> these are the shots we got. These, they were like, "Let's piece this sucker together in the editing room." And we got a movie. And then at the end, when she kisses him, that's the end. They were like, "Oh, that's perfect. End it right there. We don't have to yeah. do anything else." I think they maybe overshot their budget and they they had all the, you know, maybe they just couldn't finish the film. And they're like, well, this is what we got. Let's put something together. You know, the studio wants a film. My thought on this is that I, I'll bet dollars to donuts that this cast, when they see each other, and they're like, yo, man, what's going on? Like, I've done shows where it was the worst show possible. I did, I did the... I did the Happy Days musical, and it was trash. It is awful. <laughs> I mean, they did. They jumped the shark. But that cast, if I see anybody from that cast, I 
love on them. It's hugs. It's good times. There's two people. There's two couples from that cast, like two people who met like two different sets of people and they got married. You know what I mean? Like, so my thought on this and I could be wrong and I would love to have, I would love to find out like the, in, like the inner workings of this movie. Like if Jack Black saw Seth Green, he was like, yo man, <laughs> they, 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 yeah. they knew each other from that movie. You know, if they ever saw Jacob Vargas who played, uh, they're at, who played snake if they're in you know downtown la and they're like oh man hey we got a, was it a movie together oh yeah we were in a movie together back in the 90s we we're both coming up in the business you know what i mean like so i would put money on that the people in that movie all love each other to this day because they did that movie together as far as nostalgia i don't know like it's a cult classic to me i mean anytime it's on tv i'll watch it i don't know what it is it's just one of those flicks that I, I'll, I'll sit and watch over and over again. Maybe, maybe I connected with something. Uh, when I was watching it this time, I thought to myself, there's so much to learn. I, I wish I had a little bit more of what Mitchell was, you know, his, his state of mind in school. Because I was a bullied kid. I was messed with all the time. And he just took it in stride. And I was like, everybody hates me. What's wrong with me? It has nothing to do with me. It'll all do with the other guys. So there was Whoa. some lessons to be learned. You know what I mean? Whoa. You went what deep. Fuck I mean, well, talking I mean, <laughs> what, what, I'm not being serious, though. Nick's I mean, it's got to be something. Asshole. He was an asshole. That kid was an asshole. Well, I think that he, I, I didn't think he was an asshole. I thought that he just, you know, I, I mean, there was something about him. Like, when you were a kid, like, I don't know. Maybe I just wanted to like have that kind of swag, you know, who knows? You know, I'm not watching it now thinking it's like, you know, fucking the, the, the best movie ever. It's not an Oscar winning movie, but as a kid, you know, you don't know that. Well, I mean, at least I didn't know that. I, I thought this was something about it. I, it, it hit me when I was a kid and I, uh, you know, you, you want to be the hero at the end of the day. You know, you want to be the good guy. You want to be the guy who gets the girl. He was the and hero. Then, he was cool. He stayed true to himself. He almost, he almost came out of, out of his face, you know, almost, <clears throat> you know, when he said all those fucked up things, I'm out of here. I don't need to be here. Like he almost reverted back to it and he made good in the end. <laughs> you just got, this movie is back to the, like the, oh, a totally different movie. Than oh, me. <laughs> I watched this movie and I'm like, this guy finally did some acting in that restaurant scene. He was just a dick. Just like went in there, like I'm better than all these people. Um, I'm not even going to be here for this long. I've won this race, but I'm so glad I'm going back to California. If I wrote an epilogue, but that's but that's never what, sees that, that's what Rob is saying ever again. But, ever but again. see, Rob is saying that he almost broke. No, Rob is saying that like that. That's the time that he was being a dick. Was he was just always at that a dick. restaurant, and like before that, he was just zen. It says he refuses to fight anyone. And and how he's so zen, and that's what everybody thought it was so sweet. And on the side yeah. note, they found some people have said that they've heard that Seth Green pretty much improved his whole performance. I believe that one hundred percent because it didn't belong hilarious. at all in this film. Like he looked like he belonged in ten ten things I hated. No, I, mean, I, I I'm telling you right now, I bet you they improved a lot of that script. They were like, "We got nothing here. Just then we hired you. You guys are improv actors. A shitload of improv actors in that movie." But, and they were yeah. like, "Just do what you want." 
I guess if that guy, the 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 guy who played Mitch, if he didn't smirk all the fucking time in this movie and every line that he had, I'd be like, all right, I believe this Zen thing. But it was more like, come on, guys, like, oh, you got like he had this smirk that I just wanted to smack off his face. I was just like, I yeah. hate this kid. I think you just don't like the guy, Dan. You no, didn't like this guy's it's not, look. No, yeah. it's not even that. I just yeah. didn't like him. Like it was just this annoying. It, it, it just did it, it. He didn't have to do much to do anything. He just like pulled some kid's pants down and then like came in third at a race. And then he's the hero. <laughs> Honorable. Dan, Dan hating on this guy. He got the well, break. I'm he saying, so Rob, do you think it passes the test though? Or it just stays no. nostalgic and it's just enough that, um, you know, if you see it, you'll have it. I think it's one of those things where it's a cool enough movie that if you mention it within, you know, in a, in a group, one of the guys will be like, Mitch Guzan. You know what I mean? Like, someone's going to know about it. And See, it I, I don't remember his name being Mitch. I think it's a cult movie. I think it's, I think it's a cult Oh, yeah. Movie. Definitely. Yeah. You know? definitely. Definitely a cult around. When you it. mention it, no. And the only Dan, people when you mention this guys movie, around our age. Yeah, you when know? you mention this movie and people know it and they kind of like it, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember that movie. That movie is great. That's I did it today. I did it yeah. today. I was mentioning that I was going to talk about this show on a podcast. And I said, yeah, you know, the guy, and they go to see, he, he's a skater or he's a surfer and he goes to uh, he goes to Cincinnati. And then once I say Cincinnati, people are like, I know that movie. I was yeah. working out and I was, I was like, I know exactly that movie you're talking about. Yeah, I love that movie. See, right. there was, the thing is, That's there's right. just Dan, a moment in the Dan, night. you're outnumbered on this one, Dan. I don't give a shit. Uh, being outnumbered, outnumbered means one. nothing to me. This movie was terrible. I hated it. I never want to see it again. You are Mitch Cousin. Look at yeah. he's like, I don't care about you. I don't I care. Don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Two exactly. months. Two months. I'm out of here. In two minutes, I'm <laughs> two out months, of this bro. Zoom room. I'm out of uh, here. Two minutes. But yeah, I don't know. I can't ever. It was boring. It was almost like if this movie had a better soundtrack, then maybe it would have gotten, it would have been better. Kind of like how like Adam Sandler movies are like shit, but like they have really good soundtracks. If this had some actual music for it, then I'd be like, all right, there's music here. Kind of like over the top. Like that movie's garbage, but the soundtrack is awesome. (laughs) So if there's like good music. Exactly. Great movie. Right. So like Over this the movie top. had no music. Stuart Copeland like just went in and like, here's some shit that's off the floor that the police did and we're not even like, you know, like recording. Here. Just stitch that together for a fucking soundtrack. I don't know. I, don't know. I bet you they were like, dude, we got Stuart Copeland from the police. It's gonna yeah. be badass. How he much came money? Back and you're like, what did you do? Yeah. How much money do we have left and in the budget? Like, oh shit. Point two million? <laughs> Not even how much money we have like two thousand dollars. Fuck, we're gonna have to film in Cincinnati. <laughs> we can't do this. I bet this movie was supposed to be in LA. I, I bet you they spent all the money on, on on insurance, on like medical insurance. Bunch a whole bunch of kids got messed up on that. Oh fuck movie. yeah, the stunt the stunt actors died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This movie. All right, been, well, yeah, okay. guys, we're gonna we're gonna put this to. And then we're going to start getting repetitive the, the, the nostalgia test way. So I'm closing this out. Rob, appreciate you coming on. Oh, a lot doing of this test, guys. I, I had a great time. I can't wait to do it again.
Absolutely. Guys, again, uh, check out Rob at uh, – go ahead, Rob. You can do your yeah, uh, play. The, the, the Sanity is Overrated. Sanity is Overrated podcast. You can check us out on uh, you know, Spotify and uh, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio and wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to, uh, you know, follow us, follow us on Instagram. That's the best place that uh, I think we you could follow us at. What do you guys? What do you guys talk about? Podcast. You know, we it's it's three friends from high school. You know, two of them are moms, and there's me, the perpetual bachelor, and um, we kind of talk about juggling it all, things we like, uh, what it's like to be parents. You know, the similarities being a single guy and you know having a family. We talk about everything any anything from anxiety to our favorite international uh snacks you know all in language of love i heard an episode yeah we did yeah you you guys the guys that listen are called the jugglers right the people who do it all we call our our listeners jugglers because you know god knows we're all juggling and surviving somehow and yeah you know we we're on our second season we're really enjoying it getting our footing and uh you know Thanks for supporting us, guys. I appreciate it. Man, I know you listen to us. Yeah, what's the next episode about? Oh, well, it, actually, it is. It's about international snacks. International so snacks. We all got international candy, snacks. Everybody got, you know, we, we all picked a country, and we got snacks from there. So that drops uh, tomorrow. That'll be Tuesday. So I don't know when you guys drop. but <laughs> I don't um, know. We, we're dropping. By the time this... We ju- we drop on Tuesdays as well. Uh, we don't know when so, this episode is dropping, but um, uh, my episode are the what number is the episode? What number do you know? I believe it's twenty eight. Episode twenty eight. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Of season two. Of season two. Great guys, awesome. thanks for having yeah. me. Seriously, Absolutely. it was a blast. Awesome. No yeah, everyone, uh, we'd sure. love to hear your thoughts on Airborne. Come up with another test. Uh, but yeah, everyone, thanks. We'd love to hear your. Yeah, thoughts. guys, uh, let us know what you thought. Dan is wrong. Dan is wrong. Dan is not wrong, but Airborne, Airborne is a classic. <laughs> classic. Please, you know, hit subscribe. Go to the, the nostalgiatest.com. Hit subscribe. Join the mailing list. And, uh, you know, follow us on Instagram at, at the Nostalgia Test and uh, Twitter, the Nostalgia Test. And we love to hear your feedback. Love to hear what you think of this one and all the other tests. And look out for, our, you know, all our live episodes. You know, you can see them on Instagram. Manny, anything? Last words there, Manny. Listen, be like Popeye. Styling. <laughs> I am's what I am's. Yeah. Be yourself. Be right. yourself. Popeye, Popeye, Popeye is the best. <laughs> yeah. He is what he is. Popeye got the girl. He got olive oil at the end, you know? Popeye got something. Yep. All, All right. right. So everyone, thanks. Uh, we'll see you at the next time. <laughs> thanks for listening to today's episode. Please subscribe to the Nostalgia Test podcast to know when new episodes drop. Don't forget to leave us five stars and a positive review so more people can find the podcast. Share your thoughts and memories on today's topic on our Twitter, at Nostalgia Test, and on Instagram, at The Nostalgia Test. Tune in next time, because you never know what pop culture will pop up on The Nostalgia Test. <laughs>